Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. So listen, just um, really quick, it's Motivational Monday. Welcome, welcome. I just wanted to log on um, and I want to jump right in. I'm just trying to, I'm going to be honest, I'm trying to hold it together. I am just, this is something, honestly, the Lord just laid on my heart. And sometimes car ministry, um, for those of you that listen to me, yes, I am in my car. <laughs> I, um, If you're new to listening to me or viewing me, my name is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose. Um, I am one of the co-founders. My mom is the other um, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose and you can visit our blog www.beautyandpurpose.org um or our youtube channel or through the podcast and i want today is motivational monday um something the lord gave me every monday i log on and just discuss um i want us to kick off our week in the word of god and i I'm hoping that this is encouraging many. Um, the scriptures that I give is what God has given me. I take Motivational Monday very seriously. I don't just let the Bible open and wherever it, it falls, that's what I discuss. But um, I believe in the Word of God. I don't know any other way to say it. Um, the Word is my life. It is It is my strength. It is active. It is alive. It is Y'all, it is everything, and that is why I'm so passionate about Motivation on Monday. And Monday is simply because it's the beginning of the week, and it's let's kick off our week the right way. But honestly, there should be a Motivational Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, because daily we must get in God's Word. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, something the Lord just simply laid on my heart um, just now, and that I'm praying all the time early, but that's not all the way, always how the Holy Spirit gives it to me. And so I want to encourage you this today on keeping your eyes on God, um, keeping your eyes on him. I thought of um, several titles. My personal title would be my eyes are on you. Um, but for others, it might be what are you looking at? dot 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 keeping your eyes on Christ and where I'm coming with that I was just reflecting um so many things y'all this month I will be very honest with you you will probably hear every day of any podcast um just me talking at some point or another of me of about my daughter my miracle baby Olivia and I because October 26 is when she was born um short version I had a rare pregnancy I was told immediately to abort her that um, my life was in jeopardy. I would hemorrhage out due to the rare pregnancy. She was in my C scar um, and enlarged, I mean, um, embedded. And that what the situation was is only read. I remember a doctor said it's only read in medical books, honey. Um, he said, I wouldn't even advise my wife who's a doctor to do what you're doing. Like I remember these things so um, like verbatim and I specifically remember one doctor looking at my husband and I saying she will never make it. Well, she didn't say she. She said your baby will never make it to 19 weeks. And if you pursue this pregnancy, death is what will happen. But I'm here to tell you today, God is a miracle worker. And so I say all that to say this month, 
Um, every day I'm thankful, but October just does something to me because until you have a moment where you escape death, you will never understand the shoes I'm walking in. But I know that it was the hand of God that kept me and brought me. My eye was on the Lord. And so that's where I want to come to you today. I want to just share with you because I was reflecting on that, but I was just reflecting on life. Um, I'm sitting at a state where there are some things that I need God to do. Um, um, only he can do. And I just began to meditate on that. And lately, y'all, my prayers comprise of some things, uh, some specific sentences that I will share with you. One is, Lord, I'm desperate for you. I remind him daily that I am desperate to hear him. I am desperate to see him. I am desperate to know him through his word. Like this isn't a joke for me, but I need to see God in my life daily. Not a one-time event. I need him at nine o'clock. I need him at noon. I need him at one. I need him at three. I need him on my way home. I need him to teach my kids. Y'all, I am in a place that I let God know I'm desperate for you. My other sentence is, God, my answer is yes. I let him know that I gave him an eternal yes. And whatever that means, I mean yes. And I want him to know I'm passionate about that yes, that I'll follow him, that wherever he leads me, I'll go. And that spiritually, naturally, just I want him to know that I am in pursuit of whatever he has for me because I recognize that God has a plan for my life. He has a plan for my children. He has a plan for my family. And I don't know that plan. And so the only way I can know that plan is to y'all keep my eyes on him. And that's my next sentence. Lately, I've been telling God, Lord, my eyes are on you. And that's what I want to encourage you today to keep your eyes on him. Because here's the thing. If your eyes are not on him, which means you recognize him as your only source, then maybe you have a plan B or a plan C or some other resources that can become the source. But in Latrice's life, my eyes are on him because no one can help me. No one can guide me. No one can tell me, but God, and don't get me wrong there. God uses people. He uses our pastors and leaders, but I'm looking to God as my first source. I don't want, you know, I'm just saying, I know some people, they live for, you know, okay, I want to go to this conference. I need a prophecy. I need this, but I believe that God is a God that he'll speak directly to me. I know he can confirm and affirm some things, but I let God know I need to hear your voice. I'm your responsibility. I'm your child and my eye is on you. And I'm not taking my eyes off of you until I hear from you, until I see from you, until you guide me, until you lead me, until you touch me again today. It's an afternoon. I go to work and when I'm walking across the street, I'm letting him know, Lord, my eyes are on you. I, I need you for meetings. I There's nothing in my life that I can handle. My eye is on you. And so I want to encourage you today to look to Jesus. Um, I, I looked up what it means to look. I, I just, in, in saying that my eyes are upon something, I kind of um, liken it to looking to something. And the definition of look is directing one's gaze towards someone or something in a specific direction to anticipate or expect, to search for. Looking to can even mean waiting. And so when I'm saying that my eyes upon you, it's saying that I'm in anticipation. I'm in expectation. It's even saying I'm searching for you. And it even means waiting because when you're looking for something, what you're looking for, it might not be there, but it, it means I'll search it out. I'm going to look. 
And so I want to encourage you today. If you say, Latrice, I hear all of this, your eyes upon him. And so are you looking up to the heavens? Yeah, physically in a sense. But what I mean by that is my eyes is in the word of God. Motivation of Monday, y'all. Because to find him is in his word. Everything I need to know about God, where I'm going, what I'm doing, how to do battle, how to how to walk in him, how to please him, how to honor him, how to even wait patiently for him. It's in the word of God. And so in keeping my eyes on him, it means that my eyes is in his word, y'all. And that's the posture that I'm taking. I'm digging. I'm searching for God in his word. I'm looking to hear what is the word for me. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to enlarge this word. And so I want to encourage you today as I'm encouraging you on Motivational Monday to build a foundation on God's word. I'm encouraging you to keep your eyes in the word of God. Um, I thought about several scenarios. I just wanted to go with, with you really quick. Um, Second Chronicles 20. I would encourage you to read this whole story. It's powerful. It's the story of Jehoshaphat. And um, in a short version, Jehoshaphat, um, he was getting ready to be at war. Um, he had all these several armies that were coming up against him. The Moabites, the Ammonites, the Minyanites. I mean, everybody, they done declared war. And so the messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, like these people are coming to declare war. And this was something that in short version, it was too big for him to handle. And, but what I love about this story, I would encourage you to read it is Jehoshaphat was terrified. Listen, some natural emotions. He was fearful. He was terrified. He was like, what in the world is going on? But he quickly did two things. One, he turned and he went straight to the Lord too. He recognized that this was a situation for fasting. So I just want to put that plug in because sometimes we deal with things and not only do we have to turn our eyes to the Lord, but we have to turn our plate down. Some things require fasting and prayer, but that's another segment. But I like that he immediately went to the Lord. And what I want to really go to in in the situation that Jehoshaphat, I want, like I said, I would encourage you to read the whole chapter. It's powerful, but I want to jump specifically to what this is about. In verse three, I want to read in a couple of versions. It says, Jehoshaphat, this is New Living Translation, was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judea to begin fasting. And then he said, um, and here's where the couple of versions in verse 12, it says, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Now, in verse 12, in the New King James Version, it reads like this. It says, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And this is where I want to go. In in this situation, Jehoshaphat was dealing with a battle. You had all these people that was warring and he recognized his inferiority. He recognized this is way bigger than us than we can handle. And he said, he, he talks a lot of, he said a lot of things. And again, I would encourage you to read it. But when you get to verse 12, he begins to kind of describe the situation. He said, we don't have any power against this multitude, nor do we know what to do. Look, we don't have no power, nor do I know what to do. But he said, my eye 
is upon you. And y'all, that's where I want to go today. Because maybe you're not facing a specific battle, but I want to use me. Here's what I'm facing. It's called life. I don't need a specific battle. I don't need an illness. I don't need, I've, I've had those things. But y'all, simply in for Latrice, life is too big for me to handle. Life, raising children, being a wife, being a manager. Life, y'all, is big. I don't know about your life, but I'm telling you about Latrice. Life is too big for me to tell God or to do on my own it's too big and so daily I let God know Lord my eyes are on you I need to know how to raise my babies I need to know how to guide them in truth I need to know how to pray for those that you tell me to intercede for God I need to know how to handle my money I need to know how to love my husband I need to know how to support him and submit to him as he submits to you Lord life in itself things that I want to do things that goals that I have. I don't know how to do life without you. And so I daily cry to him. The battle of just life, y'all, balancing, being a mom, all of that. I let God know, Lord, my eyes are upon you. And I just want to encourage you today to keep your eyes upon him. This story is so powerful and I don't even have time to get into it because God answered and he delivered. And I want you to go read. But I want to go to another situation. And this situation is Peter walks on water. And I want to read a couple of verses. Um, this, this text can be found in, uh, of course, I don't have it. I'm so sorry. But I will give it to you in a minute. It's in, um, it is in Matthew 22. I, I will put it on our page. I'm sorry, I didn't document it. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Matthew 22 verses 28 through 32. But I might be a little off. But it reads, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. And let me give a little bit of preface. We have where um, the disciples have gotten in the boat. Jesus um, is walking across the water and they're in a storm. And so they see this ghost coming across to them. It looks as a ghost and they got scared because you just see this image walking across the water. And so this is his response. And it says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Verse 32. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Verse 33. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now, this is the New Living Translation. But I want to kind of move up to verses 28 through 29. Um, through 30, I'm sorry, because we have a situation where Peter asked the Lord something. He asked Jesus something. Jesus bid him. He said, come. And, but then Peter took his eyes off of God and he began to look at what the atmosphere was showing because they're in a storm. And so Peter was like, if this is you bid me to come out and walk and he, the Lord said, come. And he began to walk in faith. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on the situation, the wind, you know, what was going, he began to sink. And I want to just use that because I thought about how so many times we ask things of the Lord, whether it's to provide 
provide something or move or God, I'm tired of my job. I want to step out in this realm or Lord, I want to build a home or Lord, I want whatever our requests are. But a lot of times he, sometimes he gives a response immediately. Sometimes it might be delayed, but sometimes what that response is, it is not necessarily what maybe we expect or how we thought it would come. But as we begin to move in it, we, for some reason, kind of like Peter, we begin to look at the situation. Maybe it's starting a business and it's difficult. We begin to doubt or we, oh God, you know, maybe you've walked off your job and now things are like, you know, it's, this is a faith walk and you're starting to doubt, but you asked him for something. He told you what to do. And now that you're walking through it because you're taking your eyes off of him, you're looking at what the accounts say. You're looking at, you know, the stability you had, or maybe you're looking at that child that you you're praying for and they're showing you. My point is y'all, we can't take our eyes off of Jesus. Peter began to look at the situation. He began to look at the atmosphere. He was looking at the wind. The moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sing. And like Peter, like I said, we ask God to do things for us. And then we begin to think or feel a certain way and we re we keep our eyes on the feelings or what we see or how you know we base our trust off of you know, we talk a good game but then when it's presented to us a certain way we start looking at the feelings or you know what the situation or what is the atmosphere or, or what is documentation say what is the the doctor's um bill of health but the moment we take our eyes off of Jesus, and again, I want to liken keeping our eyes on Jesus by getting in the word of God. To keep our eyes on Jesus is to keep our eyes in this word, y'all, to, to read the word of God, to study the word of God. Because when you begin to get in your word of God and you're studying God's word, then y'all, is your faith strengthened? Is you, are you, your hope is, you have something to hope in. It's not in the situation. It's not even denying the situation. But my eyes are on where my help is and my help coming from the Lord. And I know the Lord through his word. So as I begin to keep my eyes and stay anchored in his word, then I can stand against it in my evil day. I can stand against situations. I can walk on water. I can walk on the stormy circumstances of life because my eyes are on what the word says. And so y'all, I just want to encourage you to keep your eyes on God, trust in God must be based on the word of God, not our situations. When you take your eyes off of God and begin to look at your situation or begin to say, well, it does. No, what does his word says? You have to stand in his word, know his word so that you can then speak to the situation. And even if the situation doesn't change, listen, it doesn't matter because remember to look to God is to expect, is to anticipate, to search him out. And sometimes it means waiting, but it's saying, I'm keeping my eyes until you answer me. I don't have any other options. And so lastly, I wanted to, um, encourage you. I thought about Hebrews 12, one through two. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this. How do we run this race, y'all? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
life. Y'all, we do it by keeping our eyes on him. And how do we keep our eyes on him? By getting in his word, by studying his word, by meditating on his word. Y'all, as we meditate on his word, we have a promise. It, it even reminds us in Psalms that as we meditate on his word day and night, we will be like that tree that's rooted, y'all, by the rivers of water, that our seasons, our, our leaves, no matter what season, they will not wither, y'all. And so we will be a fruitful harvest. So y'all, we can't keep our eyes off of Jesus. And then I wanted to read it in the New Living Translation. In the New Living, um, in the in the New Living Translation, verse 2 specifically says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. So y'all, in Latrice's turn, you got to silence the background noise. Listen, you take the reality of what is before you, but I would encourage you to look to Jesus is to begin to get you a concordance, dig in this word. What does God say about it? I'm going to hold that this is is where I'm at, but then I'm going to put what my source said. My my eyes are on Jesus. I'm looking to him who is the author and the finisher of my faith. And he is our champion, y'all. As we stay in his word, as we look to him through his word, we will find encouragement. We will find joy. We will find peace and hope and so much more. And so then I looked at Psalms 121, 1, um, through three and it says I lift up my eyes to the hill from where does my help come from my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not let your foot be moved he who keeps you will not slumber and then I want to read Isaiah 40 and 31 these are some cross-reference scriptures and it says in um, the English standard version, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint in the amplified. It says, but those who wait for the Lord, remember, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm waiting on him. My eyes are on him. I don't have any other plan. I don't have a backup plan. I don't have, if the Lord doesn't answer, here's my, here's what I'll run to. No, I'm running to Jesus. He He is my only. And I'm believing God to dispatch the resources or however he wants to do it. In the Amplified, it says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him will gain new strength and renew their power. They will live Lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles. And so, y'all, I just want to encourage you today to look towards the Lord, to look at him, to know that he is your strength, y'all, that there is nothing, and I mean nothing, that he cannot handle. I want to just leave you a couple other cross-reference scriptures. Psalms 34 and 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 37 and 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Jeremiah 29 and 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me for, with all your heart. Matthew 7 and 8, for everyone who asks, receive. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Listen, y'all, I just want to encourage you. It was one more that I wanted to remind you. Um, James 1 and 5. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And so I just want to encourage you again. 
I just want to tell you, y'all, keep your eyes on him. I thought about... um naturally you know whether you are taking on a sport or um i'm trying to think of a way to put it but just think about you know learning swimming or um any new sport there's just things that you have to do to be successful um you can't decide if you want to be a great swimmer that you're going to if the stroke is to go this way you're going to go this way it might work but you might take in more water that make you slower or, or whatever my point is when you are doing certain things there's an obedience that is required there's sometimes rules and principles in order for you to be success well the same thing y'all we've got to keep our eyes if we are going to weather the storm if we are going to grow spiritually y'all we have to keep our eyes on jesus the only way that we can be successful y'all in this walk of christianity in this walk with christ is to keep our eyes to focus to look at him to expect of him y'all i just want to encourage you i don't know about you but i don't have any backup plans my eyes are on him that's what i told him again this morning lord my eyes are on you i'm looking for you for my answer i'm desperate for you I need you to show me. I need you to lead me and guide me on the best pathway that's for my life. So I just want to encourage you today to stay motivated in God's word, but keep your eyes on him. Dig in this word, y'all. We can't afford to be lazy. We have an enemy that he's he's lurking. He's prowling. He's waiting to take us down. But here's the thing. We don't have to be worried because we're victorious, but you have to know what you're wrestling against. And it's not flesh and blood. So we've got to be wise y'all we've got to get in this word and i don't know about you but life is too big for me so i want to encourage you keep your eyes on him be blessed remember this is latrice bartley with beauty and purpose reminding you that you were created for such a time as this